Welcome to Kofsi Cast, podcasts that are designed to help you achieve academic success. Brought to you by Kofsi FM, a division of the University of the Free State Students Affairs, in partnership with the Centre for Teaching and Learning. Today we're talking to Renee Pelser. She's from the Office for Student Leadership Development, and we're going to talk about technological advancement and how it influences and challenges leadership, and how leaders should respond. What are some of the challenges that technological advancements pose to leaders? Well, Gerben, the world constantly changes, as we know, through innovation and technological development, and it has been doing so exponentially and at a rapidly increasing pace over the last four to five years. More and more digital skills are required from employers, employees, educators, students and ordinary citizens simply to stay abreast of times and to function in the 21st century work environment and everyday life. So the main question is, how do leaders stay relevant? Some of the challenges that leaders face are how to control the changed or virtual environment. You will now be working with colleagues or teammates remotely or access work from a different place and time zone, which changes the playing field completely. How do you then exercise influence as a leader in this new environment? While computers do the tedious routine tasks quicker and more accurate than humans, it actually frees up time for humans to do what technology can't, and that is to ideate, innovate, create, etc. And leaders should really cash in on that. Renee, how should leaders respond to these challenges then? Well, leaders should definitely obtain essential competencies as technological competence and digital competence, but I will not go into that right now. I would rather focus on a few strategies to lead in such environments. And they are, first of all, human centricity. In other words, putting humans in the center of your approach and viewing technology as an enabler rather than a replacement for human achievement. The second one, full circle, means that people require more than just the information necessary for their own tasks. They need to understand their impact on the whole. And this provides a new source of leadership guidance. And then we come to followership. So leadership is ultimately defined by its ability to create followership. Technology needs to amplify both the understanding of mission and the feeling that people can have a personal impact on outcomes. So Gerben, the impact of technology on leadership is substantial and the benefits many. However, One thing that remains a challenge for all leaders across the world is to utilize the right technology at the right time and in the right ways. Therefore, the aim should be to apply technology on the right tasks and reduce the need for human effort. The application of technology should improve human involvement rather than outrightly replace it. It should result in improved outcomes in terms of decision making and people management. And I think you can see that the emphasis is on the human involvement. So the technology um, is a tool, whilst the human leadership involvement is the most crucial uh, part of it. So Renee, which skills are then most important for leaders to obtain in order to be successful in this digital age? Well, technology changed the way leaders communicate and deal with their employees. Different ages also require different kinds of leadership, but leading theorists claim that there are certain universal characteristics that are timeless. 
Acquiring new abilities while nurturing timeless skills will help leaders become digital leaders and stay ahead of the competitive game. So obviously the lifespan of skills constantly diminishes and therefore it's more important than ever for leaders to focus on skills development. I want to mention Lindy van den Baselaar, Managing Director of Manpower Group South Africa, who says that nurturing the right skills will ensure that leaders stay current in the evolving workplace and in their change leadership roles. And these entail nurture timeless soft skills. Experience and soft skills can help leaders to lead their teams through digital transformation. And what are those soft skills? Attributes like brightness, adaptability, endurance, and drive. And that will set a solid foundation for effective leaders. Secondly, develop learnability and curiosity. So learnability means the desire and ability to grow and adapt to new circumstances or challenges throughout your work life. Digital leaders need to be role models. They have to seek out different experiences, unusual perspectives, and obviously be open to fresh ideas. The third one, acquire digital skills and expertise. Leaders must have an understanding of technical skills required to effectively transform their business uh, or their organization. They have to surround themselves with experts, take time to stay informed of the latest trends and challenges. In other words, continue to upskill and learn in this regard. And then most importantly, don't stand still. Change is dynamic. So agility and continuous adaptation is essential. Throughout your career, plan to innovate, experiment and learn fast. And uh, to end this portion off, I can actually quote from an unknown author. Um, it really hits home and says, the pace of change has never been this fast, yet it will never be this slow again. Now, I want to move now to the impact of industrialization and technological advancement on society. How did industrialization change our lives over time? Well, Gerben, the first uh, industrial revolution, um, for short IR, used water and steam power to mechanize production. The second used electric power to create mass production. The third used electronics and information technology to automate production. The fourth is building on the third, and that is the digital revolution that has been occurring since the middle of the last century. It is characterized by a fusion of technologies that is blurring the lines between the physical, digital and biological spheres, and that is according to the World Economic Forum. What actually happened to society? Well, Gerben, it went with everything. When the CD disappeared, it didn't just mean change for entertainment products, film and studio. It changed access. This is an era where giant access providing companies are profiting from every aspect of human existence, while consumers own nothing. To use music as an example, you no longer own a physical CD or download a copy of your favorite music but you subscribe to a website where you can access the music of your choice. But once subscription is cancelled, so is your access. So now it is less about ownership and more about access. Devin McGuinness explains 4IR as a fusion of advances in artificial intelligence, robotics, 
the Internet of Things, IoT, 3D printing, genetic engineering, quantum computing, and other technologies. It is the collective force behind many products and services that are fast becoming indispensable to modern life. Think GPS systems that suggest the fastest route to destination, voice-activated virtual assistants such as Apple Siri, personalized Netflix recommendation, and Facebook's ability to recognize your face and tag you in a friend's photo. Renaissa, how do we then prepare ourselves to function in this new <clears throat> world of 4IR? Well, digital technology is transforming politics, businesses, econo economies, and society, as well as our day-to-day -day lives. Hence, it has become crucial for ordinary humans, and especially for leaders, to plan and prepare to function in this new world of 4IR. According to a World Economic Forum report, The Future of Jobs, there are 10 skills you will need for the fourth industrial revolution. And I'm just briefly going to name them. Complex problem solving, critical thinking, creativity, people management, coordinating with others, emotional intelligence, judgment and decision making, service orientation, negotiation, cognitive flexibility. And the interesting thing is that none of these that I mentioned are technological or digital skills. No, they are human or leadership skills. What are there some of the challenges that impact leadership in the current times? Digital technology has not only broken down the old familiar models of organizations, but it has also created a broad set of new challenges. The digital age, also called the knowledge society or networked society, is marked by several key structural changes that are reshaping leadership. First, rapid and far-reaching technological changes. Secondly, globalization leading to the dynamic spread of information. Number three, a shift from physical attributes towards knowledge. And lastly, more dispersed and less hierarchical organizational forms. So horizontal structures are becoming more common. Information is key, Gerben. In today's world, power is not gained by expanding new territories or areas of influence, but by deepening and widening networks and connections. Leaders should therefore turn their attention to tech for good. We have to shift our focus from the threat of technologies to the opportunities they bring. How does the 4IR assist humans to address global problems and also threats? Let us look at the current COVID-19 situation. The fourth industrial revolution has equipped society with highly effective tools, and we must utilize their capabilities where possible to win this fight. However, as highlighted before, they cannot replace sound leadership. Leadership has emerged as a vital tool in states that have poor technological infrastructures in healthcare and are forced to do what they can with what they have. Where our leaders simply do not have the hands of technology to combat this threat, they must have the heart, the brain, the muscle, and the soul. All elements of leadership that may very well be our savior in this fight for humanity. So the fourth industrial revolution gives us the tools we need to battle this global threat. It has enabled man to create a dynamic and interconnected framework of health data, which is crucial in the current situation. Taiwan, for example, has managed to successfully handle its caseload by taking advantage of big data. 
They have created heavily resourced databases to track and predict infection risk used in conjunction with extensive airport screening protocols. Mobile tracking has also been used to ensure high-risk individuals are quarantined at home, effectively enforcing social distancing. Similar tools involving the mapping of potential carriers have also been used in Singapore and South Korea. And yes, artificial intelligence or robots have also been of great use in enabling states to manage their caseload. Now, Renee, I know you also want to talk about how to lead in disturbing times and the essential competencies that are needed. Let's sort of, what is meant by disturbing times? It means that the normal order of life and way of doing things is disrupted. Sometimes it takes a crisis to reveal gaps and problems. And it is well known that disruption is needed to allow innovation. The coronavirus is an extreme wake-up call, but it is symbolic of an era whose very essence is disruption. How should leadership then respond to these times of disruptions, as you put it? John Cow, chairman of the Institute for Large-Scale Innovation, mentioned at the World Health Organization conference earlier this year that the crisis heightens our need to re-evaluate prevailing models of leadership. Unfortunately, our leadership rulebook often remains frozen in time, as these rules were originally designed for a different era and different circumstances. But we are in the midst of a fourth industrial revolution that requires agility, rapid innovation, and fluid network and organizational designs. So the bottom line is that today's leaders, armed with yesterday's tools, are frequently ill-equipped to deal with the challenges we face both today and tomorrow. So what do leaders need in times like these? Cognitive complexity is required. It is the ability to draw on multiple frames of references or intelligences at the same time. So the very same John Cow developed a framework of six intelligences that provide the building blocks of this new smart leadership, if you will. Firstly, contextual intelligence. You have to understand context as a leader. So, meaning to embrace the realities of the situation, be situationally aware, embrace different perspectives, be willing to think the unthinkable and anticipate extreme scenarios. Moral intelligence is the second one. You have to reflect a moral code to inspire teams, articulate values and create a sense of purpose that justifies the sacrifice in service of the common good and which informs our strategies. Thirdly, again, very important, social and emotional intelligence, which expresses our values in terms of how we interact with and influence others. We connect through our empathy and compassion, and it represents our ability to put ourselves into the shoes of another. The next one, generative intelligence. As a leader, you need to be able to generate solutions, leading your team towards solutions. So that means to mobilize innovation processes, develop new ideas and convert them into meaningful solutions. Obviously, technological intelligence is one of them. We have to embrace technology, appreciate the role of technology, both in finding solutions and in reshaping society's institutions. And the last one, transformative intelligence, an ability to create and drive a meaningful roadmap that will motivate people to take action and align their efforts.
you have to drive transformation. And that means to motivate timely changes in behavior through personal influence and the use of compelling narratives to engage others in achieving a desired outcome. Thank you very much. That was Renee Valser, Head of the Office for Student Leadership Development. This was a Coffsy Cast podcast that I designed to help you achieve academic success. Brought to you by Coffsy FM, a division of the University of the Free State Student Affairs in partnership with the Center for Teaching and Learning.